Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great, because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter in place. Hey, little boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected Western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies. I want my life to be a monument to the triune creator God who made us all, the kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws. Knox is right, you're wrong. I was waiting for you to say Man, that. You know what? I was waiting Thank for you, the Pastor. recording. Thank, Thank, Thank God you. it's Friday. You know what? No, you know what? <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. You know, we got I've been working with this dude all week, and he's been wrong they're, all week in our production like an meetings. Old married couple. <laughs> just saying. Is your article out yet? Uh, <laughs> just recorded it. It's not posted yet. It will okay. be, it will be the, on the show time, yeah. Time oh, it, yeah, Probably. I don't know. i gotta got to catch a flight in a little while. Okay, so oh, do you really? If I have time, yeah. Where are you going? Boise. None of your Idaho game. Family Policy Center. Oh, nice. their their fundraising gala tonight. Yeah. Gala? Is that Kurt? Kurt Kramer is going to be Kurt out there. Kramer, yeah, I'm going to see Kurt tonight. Oh, hey, tell him to come on the show. Hey, yeah. yeah just, tell him I said, just call him publicly in front of everybody. I, I it's like, ask. dude, dude, we text you all the time, and you like you yeah. give us you give us you know little, get the little I, brothers I, on I, here. I get to thank him after he gives his keynote address. And maybe I can ask him right then from the microphone, will you come on Cross Politic? That's the best go. way to that's, get him on the that, show. That, that's how you do it. It's if, gonna work. if I were Gabe, that's uh, okay, what I would I gotta do. I got to ask real quick, because, and I know we got to start the show, but that's true. Um, if you had funny. Daily Wire and you had Steven Crowder sitting in your counseling session. Oh, man. Oh, that's um, a good one. How would you approach the situation that is... And, and you better be accurate because I'm gonna get all over you for being yeah. wrong here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah. What's what's your pastoral counsel yeah. to to a Jew, Ben Shapiro, and um, you know Crowder. that wasn't the problem. Yeah, okay, that wasn't, no, no, that's not why. Uh, Jeremy Boring, evangelical Jeremy, Bo- Jeremy Boring. That's, we're, we're talking and, about the, the mm. yeah, that's twenty percent coming out of your salary. <laughs> I like it. This you said great. I could say whatever I wanted to Here, say. Here's, here's the very, very short version. The yeah. very short version is I think uh I think this I think Steven Crowder 
has a point about the structure of the business model that Daily Wire is working with. I'm with you, but I don't like how where that point came from. I got control of your mic. I think that um, that's my twenty. I think that what Daily Wire offered is reasonable in terms of math and basic business. But I also think that that is not taking into account. The world we're liver, living in. And the fight we're in. And the fight we're in. Uh-huh. And I think that's Steven Crowder's point. And I think Steven Crowder is, um, it, uh, was a fool and, um, and, and very um, ungracious, unkind, unprofessional yeah. to record uh, Jeremy Boring secretly and then release snippets yeah. of that publicly. That's right. So yeah. stop it and you all repent. Uh, and when Darren Doan comes on the show Monday, he'll be here to talk about his new podcast. Maybe we hit up oh, a little yeah, bit with him. Uh, he, already re- he already released a, um, a statement, a statement of, of what we're going to talk about on, on Monday. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. He I did. love it. He As did. a producer, he put, I don't have to worry about it. He put this it. whole this, list together and said, hey, look, I'm going to talk about this on Crossbow no, like on Monday. No one has seen broken, bad, horrible contracts more than Darren That's Doan. True. And so he yeah. is the Which perfect Which is why Darren person. doesn't deal in contracts no more. Well, <laughs> because <laughs> nobody keeps him. He don't even sign them. Darren's thing is like, nobody keeps him. Remember wow. Tony? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yep. We tried to offer him a contract. Yeah. And he he recorded us. Secretly. And we got Toby instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'll take whatever. All right. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. We're getting started now. Oh, yeah. Okay? We're officially getting started. Happy Friday. Uh, you know all these guys. Uh, our our friends and Pastor Jacob Rayom is uh, you in the feeling salty. You feeling salty because you wrong about the whole thing. No, I, ain't, I ain't salty. I'm right. Jacob Rayom uh, is? Uh, J- Jacob Rayom, he's pastor of Trinity Bible Chapel. That's right. In Waterloo. Uh-huh. Okay. Waterloo. And um, they also started at the classical Christian school. You graduated from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's right. There you go. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really. He's a Mueller disciple. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, security. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, just watching you a little different and, now. And Jacob is also one of the uh, pastors in Canada who's been standing up to all the communist ty- tyranny that's been going yeah. on. And, yeah, for real. And uh, his church got has about fifty million dollars in fines on, assessed on their church right now. Yeah. Jacob, oh, maybe alone, you can get a contract with Jeremy Boring. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob alone, I think, has got like something like nine million dollars in fines yourself personally. One point one. Uh, one point one million dollars in fines Man. and something like up to like no, five. No. You, yeah, you, yeah, one point one million. Eleven charges, so that's one point maximum. Uh, right? Maximum yeah. one point one. And how much? Yeah. How much time in jail is it? It's, well, it's eleven years. Okay, eleven o- years. Only up to, up eleven to, years. Up to eleven years. I mean, these are the threats they hang over your yeah, head. Yeah, right. But is it? I mean, you, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they could pull it on me. Did you serve yeah. any time? No. No. Okay. All right. But, no. Yeah. But they threatened you with it. I thought I would. Yeah. But there were many times I talked to my kids about it. But yeah. no. Right. I didn't go to jail. Yeah. yeah. But they piled fine, fine, fine. And is God blessing your church? Incredibly, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Absolutely wow. incredibly. Right. Yeah. It's almost like just tell, like tell the Book me. of Acts. So, uh, I went to his church right. when uh, he, you know I went and spoke at you know, all's conference up there, and mm-hmm. I went to his church and yeah. beautiful, uh, real uh, nice building and it's, it's packed. Um, uh, the fellowship it was like coming home. I mean, it's like it's, wow. like, it's like our people. It's sweet. I, I I think I told this before, but um, I flew in and I landed in Toronto and I had an hour drive to you know so long day of travel. Yeah, yeah. And then Jacob said, "Hey, come to barn night." And he gave me this address. We're not supposed to talk about that. We don't talk about. <laughs> already, but, I already but talked those, about it. I already messed it guys, up. But those guys all say hi. Yeah. I, just got, I just got a message on my phone, and they said, "Say hi." Don't so, say so hi. They don't, say, don't read so off. So the shed night boys. Hi. Shout out to the shed night boys. There we go. Don't read off the address of shed. No, no, no. And and but it it's kind of rural rural Waterloo is where you go and. Um, my Google Maps could not get me to the barn. Mm-hmm. So that's I had to the, switch over to Apple Maps. Mm-hmm. And Apple Maps got me to the barn. Usually it's backwards. Yeah, Usually. Okay. Hey, but anyways, hey, too much, too, I, too I get out there and I walk into this barn. I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean, barn. everyone's in the barn. No one's outside. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's whatever, um, 
zero degrees Celsius, whatever you guys, like what do you guys call There's it out there? I don't know what Yeah, snow and all stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I walk in the barn and immediately, like, this cloud of cigar smoke just gets me. Praise and a guy, God. a guy walks up mm. to me and he's like, hey, here's a cigar. And another guy literally gives me his own whiskey glass <laughs> and says, hey, here's a drink. And I'm like, my yeah. people. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. So, yeah. anyways, um, uh, go back to what Toby was saying about how, how your church doing, how God's blessing and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I just felt welcome and I just wanted to mention that. Would you yeah. grab your mic and push a little close to your face for I'm, me too? Just how's that? It. It was, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Good? Yeah. yeah. So, the, the church is going well though. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like it in my life and it's it's stuff you read about as far as the people that are getting saved and yeah. coming to Christ yeah. and um, the lives that are being changed. And so what we're dealing with now is there was so many people who got saved during the lockdowns. I'm having mic problems here. You don't here. worry about that. You just, yeah. you just, but, thanks. Yeah. There were so many people that got saved during the lockdowns. Yeah. Now their friends are are getting saved. Yeah. So, so we had about three or Praise four God. months of basically three to eight baptisms every Sunday. Wow. Of new converts, yeah. like wow. not, not even talking, counting the babies. Right. <laughs> well, do, do you want to get into this again? I actually just got a bunch of messages on my phone. Are you guys talking baptism? <laughs> uh, it's likely going to come up. Yeah. But, no. But, <laughs> so we we baptize by immersion yeah. and yeah. it's right. identifying get, with the death, burial, and yeah. resurrection of Christ, oh, yeah. and so on. So right. Right. anyway, but there was about three or four months. But we are talking about it. There was about three or four months yeah. of baptisms. Yeah. And every uh, every Sunday we would hear they would trace it back to the first Sunday that we were found in contempt of court. So that's when they heard about our church or that's when they first came to our church. And there were people that are saved out of drug dealing, people that are saved out of drugs, prostitutes, wow. former homos, yeah. this kind of stuff, right? right. right. And wow. so it's it's quite something else to see the, the people that the Lord is bringing into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then now what's happening is their friends yeah. and their family members. Right are becoming Christians. Yeah. So there was one gentleman who was saved through this. Yeah. He became a Christian. He was baptized and his his marriage was split skied. Well now his wife. And now they're wow. you know, it's they're moving God this is, God is yes. putting it back together. Yes. And this is not abnormal. Yes. One of the favorite Praise testimonies God. is a lady that came out and during lockdowns and she did crack in her bathroom her first time out yeah. and, and then became a Christian. Yeah. So, right. I mean, these wow. are, it's, they're new creatures right. and they're trophies of God's right. grace. Right. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's, it's we, we were supposed to talk about other clips and stuff, but I'm so intrigued by what's going on here. I just want to keep talking about what's going on at your church, man. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, That's what I was um, trying to say. Well, okay. Again, again, I'm right about that too. But it, there, I have never experienced the manifest presence of God yeah, like, like I did this. in those yeah. days. Yeah. No, it's he still, coming in the Honda, leaving in the Kia. Is that what's going on with you? Right. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, you said you feel in the presence of God. I just it, said speaking, speaking in tongues right there. Well, I don't know either. We don't know either. <laughs> I said he's I've heard of that. But but the thing is, is and we've we've hit this a lot. But I don't yeah. think people get that. Um, God, I mean, the Book of Acts is strewn. Right. With controversy after controversy right. after controversy, because the gospel collides with unbelief, mm-hmm. and when it collides with unbelief, there's a crowd. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're faithful in the midst of that collision, and mm-hmm. you and you and you point to Christ and you mm-hmm. proclaim the gospel as ministers are called to, people get saved. That's right. Um, and, that's, and it's that's genuine. Worse. Like there's genuine sorrow over sin. Yeah. It's not some. Yeah. Like. You know, walk the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you want right. to be saved. It's like there's mm-hmm. genuine yeah. brokenness no. over no. the sin. Well, and and, and, the, and, the, and the thing is, is that controversy actually helps. It's sort of self-selecting. It's like, do you want to stand over there with those lepers? 
Yeah. Do you want to go outside the camp and stand with Jesus? Does a blessing, yeah. does a blessing to right. bear the stigma yeah. of the cross? And, and, and when you have that amen. stigma of yeah, the cross, right. there's right. power right. that comes it's, with it's, it. This is that's not right. an emotional high. This this is not a momentary experience. No, this that, is the spirit of God that has come exactly. in power. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I just like it when pastors talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I better keep that's my it. own preaching. <laughs> I'm going to drink some of his. Well, right and, and the other, I'd say the other thing in all this is, yeah, cheers. 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 Cheers to the king. Cheers to Christ. And also, you know, one of the things in all this is, is you know, it's how does how is the pandemic about the gospel? Well, how is how is the Pharisees calling Jesus a drunkard about the gospel? A lot of these things that come into the church, a lot of these opportunities for the church to preach the gospel, right. come, it largely comes through what you don't think is about the gospel. Right. In uh, in the pandemic, a lot of churches are like, well, if we aren't gonna we aren't gonna stand up because this isn't about the gospel. This is just about you know people being sick and and yeah. obeying the government or whatever. Yeah. It's actually no. This is directly connected to the gospel. It is. But it the is. church absolutely. But the church is just so we're so narrow minded in our gospel view of of scriptures and controversies right. and all this. What was the other? Um, I, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm infl- I'm blanking on the other pastor's name that um, was arrested. So James Coates and Tim Stevens James. both spent time yeah, in jail. James was right. the first. So yeah. and and I and I I don't know if I've met Tim yet. Maybe on the phone. Maybe on a, one of our, our videos. He's been on your. He's definitely been on your show. Yeah. Both but, those guys. But been I, on I your remember show. what I remember. I mean, stuck with me since one of the first times we talked to James after he got out um, yeah. uh, was um, yeah, just just him hit. You know, the center of this has been: are, is the church going to meet? Right, yeah. that's been the center of it. And of course, there's you know other well, and, connections. And, and who is Lord of the Church? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, that's right. really what it comes exactly. down to. Exactly. And, and, and Caesar is not Lord of the Church. No, Jesus yeah. is Lord of, right. of the Church. And um and and then just you know asking James, you know what what you know what, what drives you, and and he, and his simple answer that well Jesus is worthy. Yeah. Amen. Yep. He he's, he he died. He rose again. He deserves a reward he, for he, his suffering. He deserves mm-hmm. our worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not stopping for anything. That's yeah. right. And that is like that's, that's powerful. That's infectious. Powerful. That's <laughs> post mill right there. That's yeah. yeah. That's even Presbyterian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and even though James not po- is James post mill. He is. He just no. does. He not, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. No, no he but is. I don't. I don't. No, I don't think he is. Not on paper. Yeah. But it is hard. I'm post mill, but I just. In his defense, like I'm post mill, yeah. okay, like I'm with you guys on yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't think that's I don't think that's the linchpin with this. The linchpin the linchpin is the lordship of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You, Whether you you're post mill or not, that's the same thing. Is Christ <laughs> Lord? Well, he and I understand the lordship of Christ in Amen. the same way, notwithstanding yeah. the fact that we have. And so we've he and I have talked about this. We have different eschatologies, and I think. I, I think honestly no, the law. Don't. I know I'm I'm going off script here, and we're you you brought we it up. No, no, but I I honestly think that what God expects of us now is much clearer in Scripture than what is in than our relationship to the millennium. Yeah. So I'm I mean I don't I, think they're I'm, disconnected. Well, I don't think. Look at I see the consistency. I see the consistency is a brother who is post mill, but I do think. That the this is an interesting it's mic. No, it's, cool. It like cool. goes up and down. It but, doesn't like the way you're fighting against me. It, well, it's my mic. I know. Do you have <laughs> a button over care. there? Do you have a button? I step on <laughs> it. He's like, every he's time. He's like, get this guy to shut up. Every time <laughs> you want to make a point that's good, yeah. I step on it. Don't yeah. talk about baptism. It's going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what God expects of us right now is much clearer than, than how we understand the millennium. Although I agree that I see the connection eschatologically, but... But the fact that the Christ is coming in judgment should be the greatest motivator 
as far as whether or not your church should gather. Whether, so that's whether how you, it's five years no, from now I, or so a thousand years from now. So that's how you can get now. a guy like I John think, MacArthur, who is the most visible face sure. behind this in the United States. And James is really the most visible face behind this in Canada, even though we disagree with him on eschatology. I think these things are clearer than eschatology. But, well, see, this is, I think you're separating the two. Okay. I, so the the question about the eschatological reign of Christ is yeah. in the moment, is is he worthy? Has he died for this? Is this his body? Yeah. Right? Is this his world? That's right. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. That's right. Right? So then as it's co- going to that end, 1 Corinthians 15, it's mm-hmm. going that way. We are modeling the reality of that world that exists. So it's not like you can do one without doing that. That's why I don't need him to say he's post-mill for him to be post-mill. So, so just in, in, de- <laughs> well, just in defense that's, that's of those brothers. So I'm I'm tracking with you, okay? Oh, I'm defending but, them. But it, just, in, <laughs> just in defense of those brothers, I just... They, they would probably agree with everything you just said about the lordship of Jesus Christ, and it's moving towards, eventually, a world where Jesus is visibly reigning, manifestly reigning overall. Yeah. But w- the timing of it is distinct. Yeah. So, but, but I but I see the progression towards well, that is something that's consistent no, let, with the promises of God. Let me so defend I, them agree. better than you did. Okay, they actually <laughs> believe the Lord, the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ is happening right now, and they are calling every man everywhere to repent and believe the gospel because of His current reign. Now, what they have done is, in one way or another, disconnected how that looks in time and space. But they believe that reality. Because, Everyone does. And so, because they believe right. that reality, their postmillennialism is connected directly to the gospel. Be, those, those two things are not separated. We, we, we'll, let reality be, we'll let them be postmill like Charles Spurgeon was post. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's, but that's the fun thing about being postmillennial is that it doesn't require that you be that for it to be true. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody's postmill at Christmas. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's yeah. as far as the curse is found. I mean, even, even Walmart is yeah, joy to the world. Christmas. Well, everybody <laughs> believes in a sanctification of uh, of the person. But here's right? here's they, my here's my so point though. They, they reject is, the corporate sanctification so that happens because of the gospel. So here's my point: is is the post millennial thing in my context has become a massive distraction, mm. and and this is why because people in Ontario have been very quick to dismiss me and say, "Well, this is just a post millennial issue." Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, it's not. No, am I post mill? Absolutely. But it, right. but the perception of your yeah. kind of mainline evangelicals in Ontario is that post millennial is a Why? kooky thing. I'm okay with kooky, and I, because I think post millennialism is scriptural. But my point all along, and this is this is where I see eye to eye with James on, is that it is much clearer in God's word that the church must gather than our relate than the relationship between that and the millennial. Why must the church gather? Because the Lord Jesus purchased her with his own blood, and he is head of the church. And anything else? Yeah, but he wouldn't. these guys wouldn't deny that. But I, they I, wouldn't but, deny but, but that. This, but so why do they say, though, that, um, oh, this is a kooky post-mill, this situation? You're like, well, no, because this isn't something that in our context— What are they calling post-mill? The fact that you're fighting against the— No, they're calling post-mill that I, I believe that God's kingdom is going to be manifest in all levels of society eventually prior to the— you know, visible return of Jesus Christ. And so, and then say, so, so you going to church on Sunday, they think it's a post mill thing. Well, the, if you're yeah. fighting the government, they think it's post mill because they they, as, they associate that <laughs> some reason with post millennial. But yeah. it's a red herring. Yeah, absolutely, it's a red herring. It's and I, it's I an agree. excuse for disobedience. And so again, my point is, is I'm trying to move it away from this is about post millennialism and say no. God is much clearer in the scriptures that the church must gather than he is about our relationship to the to the millennium. We, we, we do the Although same. I see the consistency. Yeah. I do see the consistency. We, we, do the, we do the same thing, though, with baby baptism. Mm-hmm. You know, like we believe in it. 
I think it's right. Yeah. Um, but come on. But I've heard you guys say that like the, the problem anyway. We do we have ah, to get into he that? He was gonna bring up the tranny comment. Well, you said it. You yelled yourself back. You yelled yourself back. Is there anything you want to say? <laughs> anything you get off your chest? No, no, no. <laughs> that, no. Might, that was, but that was That's that so was good. not that was not your highest moment. Oh, we oh, think it was great. But, but I want to say we this thought though. it was good. No, I didn't. But <laughs> but I, but here's what you, you guys were the first guys in the United States who had a platform who showcased what was going on in Canada, from what I can tell, yeah. as far as putting the personalities in front of a camera. Yeah. So there were other people like Answers in Genesis that was reporting on it, mm-hmm. but you guys were the first ones to say, here's a microphone, tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. And after that, things caught on. So you guys deserve a lot of credit for that. Thank you. Yeah. Notwithstanding some of this. <laughs> you know what? Because I post mail, you'll be Presbyterian and you'll figure out we were right. Well, <laughs> it just takes time. I have time for waiting for that. See, did you see the discussion about baptism at our church that was featured on Waterboy? Yeah. I didn't see that. You should. Oh. Okay. Because I'll, my, I'll let Tim Stephen have his thing. My opinion is Dave or uh, Gabe got handled. Yeah. Oh, but didn't yeah. know we got handled. No, I knew. I, knew. Well, I, let him, I was at y'all's church. I let is? him have it. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Okay. And, and, but I appreciate I wasn't going to come in there and like try to win a debate on it. You know, no, I, I, anyway. I, gave him, I gave him some softball questions. I let okay. Him Fair enough. I debate Apologia next Friday night. I can't Think wait you know. to see it. Yep. There you I go. can't wait to see it. So, so can I ask you, as you, since you are post-mill, there, there is a different perspective that you walk with. And there's a... Um, a different expectation that you have because of the effect of the gospel. Is that fair enough to say? So you, yeah, have, I, I, I anticipate that that the entire society will, in one way or another, be Christianized eventually. Yeah. So then, does that give you a Christian different nationalism? Uh, well, that's uh, better than on. homo nationalism. So people, are like, what do you think about? <laughs> what, what do you think about Christian nationalism? Well, that's better than sado nationalism. Well, there's no so. such oh. thing. There's no such thing as sado nationalism. It can't happen. That's sodomites yes, can't but produce they, nationalism. They pretend that it happens, and well, we're no, living. They, we're they living have to take under, our kids. So I understand. Dumb Christians have to send their kids to public school. Okay, that's how well, they get. Well, I guess they practice I, eugenics. Hey, hey like we're women. we're together. This on conversation this. went really fast. I don't like. I don't like the false dichotomy. But I just realized you might be my favorite Canadian. I just realized that. Why not? Well, Andrew Bartol. Is, you know, the, the son of a wagon dryer. I like him. I like him. He's pretty cool. Okay. And you might have just like, I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, he fights with me more. I like it. Uh, um, but because of the your perspective and the way you understand the effect of the gospel, do you have then a different outlook on how you see Canada? Because I know mm, some people are running yeah. from Canada. Some people are fighting, but some people are fighting. Yeah, people differently. left. People fled um, Canada. How come you haven't fled Canada? Yeah, like there is, where, where are you, you know, how, how what's your take on Canada and the fight that's there? Salvageable? Is it one of those places I know it's going to collapse? And well, I don't know if I down. don't know if the nation is salvage, salvageable. Like it might be done, but I see, I see that God is clearly not done with the people, and and this is evident, absolutely evident through um, what happened during the lockdowns and what has happened since. Because it's kind of funny, for for all my, I mean, I've been pastoring this church for thirteen and a half years. I've been in ministry for almost twenty years, and so for my entire ministry. Ministry in Canada has been like the bedroom above the party. The party's in the United States, and you mm-hmm. guys, I mean, Canada, there's snow up there. Oh, there's mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. right? And, and hockey. Then, hockey. Yeah. Which is, hockey? Be, which is becoming oh. kind of gay, too. But we'll oh, find out about that in a bit. Oh. Right? But anyway, but but so all of a sudden it's shifted, and Americans are very interested in what's going on in Canada yeah. because they've seen a number of it, fine examples of what authentic ministry looks like in the yeah. face of, of tyranny. That's yeah. right. And, That's good. And yeah. those ministries— overwhelmingly are thriving. 
So as as was noted, my church is like the church that I pastor is it's Jesus's church, but I pastor it. I'm yeah. the senior pastor. Yeah. Is is thriving. Yeah. And that's and that is not the exception. It's the rule. Right. And so there's that tells me that God's not done. What do you mean by that? It's not the exception, it's the rule. It's the rule of the churches that that resisted. Mm. They're all thriving. All of the churches. Not all. I mean but, but there's store there's tragedies. Yeah. Steve, what happened with Steve Richardson, Steve Richardson. is tragic. Right. He got his denomination. So he he worshiped. His church went back to worshiping. Yeah. And his denomination excommunicated him for yeah. that. And it's for a Presbyterian dis- denomination. He's yeah. the only Presbyterian yeah. in Canada that I know of that stood. Yeah. But and his he yeah. was excommunicated. I'm not and surprised. One of his There's no pastors ratted him out to the cops. Yeah. The cops emailed the denomination yeah. and the denomination said, oh, we know who it is. Can I say who the pastor's associated with on your show? We yeah. Don't care. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's a board member of Banner Truth Trust. The is pastor it? is. Really? And he and we have emails that show that he he b- boasted to Steve about br- about ratting him out What's to the name? cops. What's his name? Board Manor Banner too. Oh my goodness! I was oh I wish I remember. But he's a out. board. You keep talking. What is his? Jeff Kingswood okay. is his name. He's a pastor in Woodstock, Ontario. He needs to repent. Well, he needs to repent. He needs to repent. And I sent him an email and I told him you need to repent. Hey, and he never got back to me. Frodo, you never go against the family. Frodo. Well, wow. yeah, yeah, that's it. You never wow. go, I'm serious. That's your brother. He, he was he and was happy to note that he told the Ontario Provincial Police nah, that bro. Steve Richardson is meeting. Yeah, Banner yeah. of Truth Trust trustee. That's too so bad. I love those guys. Yeah. They do good books, but he is bad news. Yeah, wow, he's bad news. Clearly, that's disappointing. Yeah. Clearly, but Steve is Send Steve is gold. Yeah. Please, is he pastoring another church now? No, Steve is now a, a teacher at King Alfred Academy, which is the classical Christian academy that that Trinity Bible well, Chapel operates. Look, look at God. They started yeah. classical Christian school. He's my daughter's teacher. Very good. Grade that's five awesome. teacher. That's and awesome. he's an exceptional teacher yeah. and he's become an exceptional friend. He's a great and he's guy. preaching this Sunday because I'm yeah. here yeah. in Moscow. Wonderful. Yeah. They let me into yeah. these United States and he's <laughs> yeah. he's preaching this Sunday at Trinity Bible Chapel. Yeah. And I love opening my pulpit to him and our people yeah. love having him preach. I Wonderful. interrupted you. I asked Wonderful. you about the exception. And he's a Presbyterian. Yeah, and, you're, so, and even Presbyterians can occasionally preach. So then you, he can preach. So, wow. so, yeah. is, he, is he a member at your church? Or? Pardon me? You wouldn't have him be a member though, would you? So the interesting thing is with Steve, well, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Knox is gonna, you don't want to go down that path. Notice, you notice lose, how the mic you lose went on up. that one. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. I'm yeah, not like, going to lose. <laughs> but anyway, well, we, this is. I'm just wondering if he can be a member of your church, yes or no? Well, anyone who's been baptized by immersion can be a member of our church uh, as a believer. Yeah. And so you know the only immersion baptisms that happen in the Bible, you know, you know no, what happened that, to them. No, don't. That, he came not, up I, out I of the water. I'm not. As, I'm just mm-hmm. asking if he can be a member of the church. That's all I want if to he know. has been baptized by immersion as a believer, he can be a member of our has church. Has he been yeah. baptized as an immersion? Yes, he has. So he can be a member. Uh, yeah. So you wouldn't. You wouldn't take Toby so, as a member. No. Well, I don't know. Our elders haven't interviewed him yet. Okay. So <laughs> we have to interview him. But he. So uh, look, we got time to work that out. Everyone loves this brother. No. Everyone, <laughs> and he's preaching this Sunday. Jake, he's Jake, preaching Jake, this Jake Sunday. is trying to keep the eye on the ball okay. for, for you. Yeah. And he is, and he's one of these preachers that it's like when he's preaching, you can see right into your heart, and he speaks to the heart in a very cutting way. Mm. And right. so he, when you were at the conference, you saw that how he, he started off the conference. He's a man from the Holy Spirit. Oh my! Yep. His, his, we had him start off the conference, which opened the conference, which led to about an hour and a half, two hours of prayer. Mm. Uh, and that's how our conference started with Steve, basically, you know bringing us into a, a, pu- a puddle on the ground and then us cr- crying out to God for mercy for about an hour and a half, two mm. hours. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so go back to what you were saying about the where Canada is. God's not done with... No, we he's don't not. know if God's done Well, with if he's going to raise up these churches, he's not done with Canada. Yeah. Oh. But, I, but I think that right. Amen. at least the Canadian people, I, he might be That's done right. with our government. I'm yeah. praying every day that God exposes these people that are running our country for, for what yeah. they are. Right. 
but I, I think you're seeing something significant in this in this country whereby people are now asking questions and they're reflecting upon our past and they're wondering what happened to this mm. country. Mm. And this is one of the things that we we developed a documentary that you know of. And one of the things that I talk about in the documentary is there was a pivotal time in the 1960s where the country, our national identity was actually a rejection of Christianity. Thank you for sending me a link to that, by the way. Yeah, and I hope, yeah. And it's, I, I never got one. Well, when, did you not get a link? Well, well, we'll just ask Jeremy Bundy to send you a link. I guess because I'm Presbyterian. In there. <laughs> no, hey, you're, you you're sprinkled. Your pastor Doug is in the is in the documentary. Yeah, he, nice. he kindly yeah. gave yeah. us his time, yeah. and so, oh, wow. and it was it's nice to have him in there because that just triggers some of the oh, right people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way. Right. 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 My favorite. Yeah. 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 I don't know why more people don't understand the glory of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just get yeah. a little clip of Doug in there. Because they be, don't want that smoke. Be, be they don't want that smoke. Go ahead. Great. I'm sorry, Jacob. What did you ask? Just, well, we're talking about Canada. There's oh, a lot it's of, not there's done. A lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there I talked to a lot of your friends and a lot of people who are yeah. very negative about Canada. Yeah. Well, it's, there's a lot to be negative about. But yeah. but the country right now is facing a, a national identity crisis. Oh, we're with you on that one. Yeah, we have an identity crisis. Whereas our country was founded as a Christian nation. It's absolutely, it's written right into our coat of arms. Right. One from, 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 quote from the Psalms, right into our coat of arms. There's Psalms all over our parliament buildings. Yeah. And our our country was intentionally founded as a as a Christian nation. This is you cannot debate that, right? Right, and and right now we do not have an identity, right? Okay, mm. and so there's I think there's a lot of soul searching going on, and that's why you see f- phenomenons like the Jordan Peterson phenomenon coming out yeah. of Canada, yeah, because all of a sudden this man's a lightning rod, and he's actually I mean I don't know whether he's born again or not. He, there's he certainly has a respect for the scriptures, and and he's pointing people to the scriptures. So there's a curiosity. That's occurring under the surface. And one of the things that I found, I had a conversation with um, someone around here earlier today about this. They said, well, what do the people in your community think about the church? Like, because I pastor in a large community, it's 500,000 people yep. in this in this community, 600,000 people. There's two major Canadian universities in our community. <laughs> what do people think about your church? Because our church, you either love us or you hate us. Right. right. Okay? Yep. And, and the fancy people hate us. Right. Like the people that are, you know, the media people, the... Yeah. The government people, status quo, the fancy people, yeah, the academics, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the ones that wear the gay flag, and right. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to people in our church that run construction sites, mm. they love us. <laughs> Interesting. Whoa, that guy says sodomy from the pulpit. Like I've had, I've had guys actually that have oh. have had their have had their colleagues and like their construction workers, and they'll be in the construction truck and they'll you gotta listen to my pastor's sermons. Yeah, and so he puts the sermon. People actually talk that way. This is great. Yeah, you know, and so wow. it's actually it's real talk. Yeah, so, yes. Are you, yeah. So I'm not saying they're being converted. Right. No, no, no. no but you're saying so. But they're I, sharing your sermons like they're sharing crack. The the yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the people that is interesting and that is interesting. <laughs> these guys have to get to the place where they're actually they desire Christ right. more than they hate what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we're now at the place. Where a large swath of the people hate what's going on. Yep. So so they're so open when, when they want to change. Yep. What's going to be offered to them? Yeah. And, and right? I think yeah. I think along with the, the Jordan truth. Peterson thing, yeah. what they're seeing also and the trucker thing. And, but go on, yeah. No, yeah. I, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. both of that. But I trucker think convoy. Yeah. All, all those guys in the construction guys. I thought maybe it was because hey, the the guys who are doing work are mm-hmm. having an impact. Say these people work great. But I was surprised when you said no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fact that there is something in the nature of a man that when he hears another man, the virtue of that he connects with. Right. Right. Yeah. Just in, instinctly, it's part of him. And he's like, yeah. wait a second. We, we have, now. We I might, have, I might not agree. BS detectors, right, right, exactly, and yeah. but and, and also, you're like, oh, this is real. Yeah, yeah, you can see it's real, and you're like, that's bold. 
And I was, I was reading something on Cicero talking about the way that relationships and friendships are developed. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he pointed to is that people are finding relationships based on where they see the virtues connect. And one of the things that's been insulted amongst men, particularly white men in the North, is that you can't be this kind of bold. You can't right. have this kind of um, boldness. You can't say you have to be coward and let everybody else run all over you. And a man that stands up and says the truth that he knows is truth yeah. is actually very invigorating and, and contagious. Yep. That's right. And so that has, yeah. you know, the, that's one of the wonderful things about the gospel. It, it, because the gospel reveals how the world actually is, mm-hmm. even when people are not buying into the gospel, they're like, something about that is makes sense to me. There's a logic to the what's operating. The man is operating and living in a way mm-hmm. that I'm interested all of a sudden in why he's doing that. <laughs> right. So the, the question is, is who's going to offer them a vision for this country? Yeah. And so the, if people want to flee to the United States, that's fine. But but so there is people that are offering them the vision of, of an ethno-nationalism. Like these voices, yeah. I've seen them. Right. Okay. Right. Ethno-nationalism. Like a white nationalism. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Actually like race-based. Right, 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 right. right. And, I, and it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Like right. it's very bad. No. And so these people are going to have to, the country's going to have to make a choice because whatever we're doing is not working. Right. And so, and but if, if all of a sudden the pastors that have been platformed in the last few years now have a voice. Right. Now we have a real alternative to the filth that's going on that people are like, Really? Right. This is this is what I'm being offered. Right. Whereas if we're not speaking up into this and we're not taking advantage of this platform or we're running away, that these, you know, sordid characters are waiting in the shadows to say, This is what we need to do. Right. And I don't want to see that happen to our country. Which wow. it could. Wow. Which could. Yeah. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah. But but I I like your point. Given what God is doing with the church there, yeah. do, I mean, um, he's not done. Well, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. not, because mm-hmm. why are these churches right. flourishing yeah. and why are these pastors having yeah. a voice? Right. Um, something's going on and, and yeah. we don't have any institutions. We yeah. we're just, you know, yeah. but, but, but what if you're like Jeremiah? Yeah. We and could it's be. just like, well, the thing is we're planting seeds that are going <laughs> to shut up. Gabe. One, of the things that I've, you know, one of the things I've told my church is like our congregation from the pulpit is, is seeds grow really well under piles of manure. Yeah. Right. And so there's <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I always, again, I'm, I'm thinking of Acts. I'm actually starting a sermon series on Acts this Sunday, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, 12 guys. Sure. 12 guys. Absolutely. And, and the Roman empire was overrun in 300 years. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Fr- from, from Jerusalem to Judea, to the ends of the earth. Is God's wrath on Canada? Yeah. Yes. That's right. post meal. Yes. God's wrath yeah, is yeah, on Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what is, what is in the scriptures? What does judgment bring? It brings yeah. blessing for his people. Right. Mm. Right, amen. Because amen. because history is going a particular way. <laughs> I, I, right. I agree. Hey, I agree. Hey, Jacob agrees. Yeah, you know it's not too late to make a New Year's resolution for 2023. It's it's still January this year. Resolve to support hard hitting, truth telling, culture shaping publications and subscribe to the Fight Laugh Feast magazine. Have you ever written for our magazine, Jacob? No. no. I mean, he, yeah. Have we ever I, I asked have, you to? No. No. Oh. I've never been invited. I need to get him on well, the list. I know the but editor. I've been on your show a few times. That's because we can't be members yeah. in your church. But that oh! Oh, Were you not baptized as immersion as a believer? Seven times at least. <laughs> then you can be a member of our church. Bro. But, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Never mind about... No, I'm kidding. Join our fight against an evil culture through print media by getting a subscription to the Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine today. The Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is our rowdy Christian mojo incarnated into print media. 
While tech giants try to shut down our avenues to deliver the truth to you, we are the underground resistance delivering theologically driven cultural commentary from faithful and heavy hitting authors, maybe even like Pastor Jacob Brown, right to your door. Psalms for singing, recipes for feasting, humor to encourage belly laughs, serrated yes. theological essays, all to the glory of God. Sign up your church, your grumpy uncle, the Pope, Elon <laughs> Musk, and all your kids. Justin Trudeau. Yeah, Justin, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Yeah, even your kids that are not baptized, they can they get signed up too. That's fun. Yeah. Platinum, See? but but if they start asking you why they aren't baptized, well, then you know. Platinum Club members, you get a magazine subscription for free. So if you're not a club member yet, sign up today. Four issues are just $60 per year. Go to fightlifefeast.com right now and subscribe today. Uh, last question before we go. Are, are we going? Oh, we got I'm, time. I'm, 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 I'm kind of enjoying this. Oh, well, well, in that case, I got another twenty uh, minutes. I got like five. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Before so, we go, so be- <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask you, without revealing your playbook, as you're looking right now, it's, it's kind of interesting. I think people for years in America felt like the pastor had a very comfortable position in just thinking about the church. Um, I don't know how it was in Canada. Maybe it was the same way, but there's been kind of this like I just think about the church. I don't have to think about anything else. I don't have. To, it's not my realm, right? not my monkey, not my circus. But now as a pastor, especially in the world that we're in, you have to be thinking way more robust, multifaceted, how things are going to play out in the culture, politics, all that stuff, right? What is, what, how are you looking at the lay of the land? What's your next moves as a pastor that you're like, okay, this is a good place for us to be and engage the culture where we're at? My next move, I've thought about this because I've, what is the next move? Like, how are we being yeah. offensive, right? Are we on the offense? Right. And I think the preaching of the gospel message is, is the most offensive thing that we Come can do. Come on now. Yeah. Right? So we pray and we preach the word of God and we gather together for worship and we try to raise our children properly. And I think that's the most important thing we can do. I think everybody— so It's rebellious. Yeah, it is. Re- okay, explain that how, though. In our church—sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. I want you no, to I was gonna explain say, how you, it's if rebellious. You, if you come to Trinity Bible Chapel on Sunday, you will see beautiful families all over the place, little children, um, people of all ages, and and people that are legitimately, sincerely seeking the Lord Jesus, like yeah. manifesting the blessed state that we find in the Beatitudes. It's manifest in their life. Right, mm. you you go anywhere else in our community, you don't see that beauty. Mm. It's like it's other, it's otherworldly. So our attack on our country is simply being the church, mm. and not not when I say attack on our country, like the attack on what's going on, the filth that's the, the sin, the terror, the, it's yeah, awful, the darkness. And so people come to our church, and it's like, well, that's that's not like what they said about you on the news, right? right. It's it's not like that at all because people are warm, they're hospitable, they're raising their families properly. Husbands are acting like men, fathers are acting like men, women are acting like ladies. They get a taste of the future garden city. Well, yeah, exactly, oh, okay. and it's and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the most important thing that we can be doing is being faithful. Like I don't go looking to be a lightning rod, right? But but I have been a lightning rod in, in my community for the last ten years. You know, like uh-huh. this is what I am. And it's not because I go looking for it. It's just because when somebody asks me to say something, I say what's truth, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not like I'm going looking for a platform to be offensive, but they just kind of find me. Yeah. And so the next one I'm sure will come, but I'm actually quite enjoying the peace times. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I like yeah. sitting in a, yeah. in a quiet spot with a fire burning reading a book. Well, part of it is that the peace time comes because of mm-hmm. the fight. The fight, right? Well, one of the things I've learned is that if you, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so we resisted, we paid a price, and then the devil fled. Mm. And right now he's fled. He's not bugging us yeah. in that way. So our church resisted strongly. Our people, I'm very, I'm very in the best way possible, proud of our church, yeah. proud of our elders, proud of the people in our church for how they handled themselves. They resisted, and the devil has fled for now. I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be knocking at our door. Yeah. Brother, if you guys ever have to be pilgrims in a strange land, I hope you decide to come to America. I tell you that right now. I love America. Yeah. I love it. I lived in, yeah. in America for five years. I love America. Yeah. I do. I'm just saying. I, and I'm thankful for America. We got yeah. an underground railroad. We've had them here before a long time. It used to be that it went north. Eh? You know that, right? No. no. Yeah, yeah, so. But we might, find, we might resurface that and have to take it south one day. But right now, yeah. I'm having a good time. Yeah. And I don't plan on leaving. Like, I feel a very strong sense of calling to our yeah. community. Praise God. Our, our God's church. blessing it. I my kids it. love our church. Yep. My, yeah. you know, it's I'm just it's saying wonderful. backup plan. You always have, you know, backup yeah, plan. The Lord has case. the backup just plan. Just in case. Just in case. I have no interest in relocating. None. <laughs> Zero. Good. Moscow's beautiful, but yeah. I'm not relocating. Uh, I like it. Go, yeah. go fight win, brother. Yeah, mm. for real. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Monday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh. And feast. This is Cross Politics. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.